Hi, welcome to Upgrade Your Faith. I'm Luke Gradless, and this is one of our bite-sized Bible studies. Our goal is just to spend a few minutes together in God's Word, let activate our minds, touch our hearts, and start to transform our souls. Uh, over the last week, we've been going through the book of Acts, and we find ourselves today uh, in Acts chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 17 um, and just go on a few verses from there. So if you remember yesterday, we, we saw the power of the early church. And what we saw the early church doing was living in such a bold and unique way that showed love, that it was striking the hearts of the people around them. They were growing, and even for those who were scared to become a Christian, especially because of the persecution, they still have this high respect for the way these people live their lives. And so today we move into verse 17, and we see, again, the reaction to living a Christian life. And so it says in verse 17, Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the, uh, sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, Go, stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And when they heard that, they entered the temple early in the morning and taught. But the high priest and those with him came and called the council together with all the elders of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. But when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported, saying, Indeed, we found the prison shut securely, and the guards standing up before the doors. But when we opened them, we found no one inside. Now when the high priest, the captain of the temple, and the chief priest heard these things, they wondered what the outcome would be. So one came and told them, saying, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then the captain went to the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should be stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying, Did we not strictly command you to not teach in his name? And look, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered, hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted to his right hand to be prince and savior, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses to these things. And so also is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. And, and so I want you to see a couple things here. One, what we see about the early church is the early church was very aware that being Christian, being a devoted disciple of Jesus Christ. And let me clarify that. We have created in our world, uh, in modern Christianity, we almost have this belief that there's believers and there's disciples. And we see believers as people who have these basic baseline beliefs that Jesus Christ is Lord, that Jesus rise from the dead, that Jesus was the Son of God, that he died for our sins. And, and they intellectually acknowledge these things and we go, they said a prayer, they know the stuff, they're in. And then we have like this class where we call people disciples. And, and, and these people were like, these are the crazy ones. These are the ones that really live it. These are the ones who, you know, day to day live differently. They, they bring prayer and God and scripture and to everything that they do. And we act like there's two classes. There was not two classes in the early church. Believers and disciples were one and the same. If you wanted to be part of the church, you knew 
that being part of the church was going to be persecution on your life. You knew it was going to make you a weirdo to everybody else around you. It knew it was going to put a cross or a target on your back and that the authorities and people all around you would be gunning for you because you were different. And while we never want persecution, there is a beauty to persecution in this. It is a fire that burns out the impurities. It is a fire that tests the people and makes them think about what do you really want in life. Many of us try to live with one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom. And it doesn't work because those two things, the kingdom of God and the world, are totally opposed to each other. One is about greed, it's about selfishness, it's about your own personality, it's about comfort, it's about you get yours. And then you have a kingdom, the kingdom of God that's not about any of those things. It's about becoming a servant. It's about saying, I don't want to drive because I want God to drive. It's about saying, I'm not in this for what I can get, I'm in this for what I can give. In fact, I joyfully sacrifice for others. That's what love is. I love God and I love people. And so you cannot be both part of the word word and part of the world and not be opposed with yourself all day, every day. And so what we see the beauty of the early churches is that these people knew that by being believers, by being in the word, by preaching Jesus Christ, they were going to be a target and that that was going to cause sacrifice. And so what you saw is, well, the early church was small. It was mighty because there was a conviction in these people that would not back down. You know, I keep referencing it almost every night. They had the power, they had the love, and they had the self-discipline. And you see this exhibited in their lives. And so once again, it, it reminds us of just a few chapters back. We see the disciples brought, they're arrested. And what happens that I think is so beautiful is when they're arrested, awaiting trial, an angel of the Lord comes and sets them free. And What the angel tells them is it says, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. And what I love about this is how tempting would it have been for the disciples who now have been arrested multiple times to get this freedom and to go run, to go hide, to go seek a new territory, to go to a new land, to go to somewhere where there wasn't persecution. No, instead they do exactly what God has asked them. They go to a place where they know they will absolutely be seen again, where they'll absolutely be captured again, but they don't care. Because for them, the mission of a disciple is not about creating a life of comfort. It is about doing what God has asked you to do. It's about a mission to go into the world and to make as many disciples as possible by showing people the love of God and the love of people. And so immediately these men run after being arrested for preaching the gospel. They run right back to the temple. What do they do? They preach the gospel again. Again, they're captured. So here they are. They're arrested again for doing the exact same thing. And when they're called before them, what do they do again? They look right at their accusers and they preach the gospel. And then they put out a challenge. And they put out a challenge that's so beautiful because supposedly the Sadducees and Pharisees, right? These these antagonists, supposedly these are men of God. And so I love in verse 29 what Peter says. He says, we ought to obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you murdered by hanging on a tree. Him God has exalted his right hand to be prince and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness in sin. And we are his witnesses to these things. 
And so they, they, they pose this challenge to these supposedly godly men. Who am I to follow? Am I to follow and obey man? Or if I'm a disciple, am I to follow and obey God? And brothers and sisters, that is the question. That is the question of all life. Do you and I choose to follow man, whether that is ourselves, man, or some other structure of the world, which is man's? Or do we choose to follow God? Do we choose to wake up each morning, fall to our knees and go, Father, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. I am your servant and I'm going to go where you ask me. And so brothers and sisters, that's the question I pose to you. Tonight, as you pray, as you talk, as you converse with your Father God, talk to him about that commitment. Talk to him about whether you are a person who has decided to follow the structures of man, the will of man, whether that man is yourself or someone else, or are you someone who has decided to push the direction of man away and you are following God? Because that's what a disciple does. Thanks for spending so much time with us. I hope during all this craziness that you are keeping your spirit strong, that you're showing that power, you're showing that love, you're showing that self-discipline. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay peaceful. And I hope you share love with as many people as you possibly can because we all know the world needs it right now. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you soon.